me telling you that you're a good mom isn't gonna change that. Like whatever you can give is enough and you have to be comfortable and sit in that. Greatest thing I learned is... Welcome friends, you are listening to the Mind Your Space Podcast. Today we are celebrating the adventure of being a mom and still being true to yourself. Today we have a stellar guest joining us. An entrepreneur by day, a Taylor Swift expert by night, and a dedicated mom all around the clock. We're going to dive into a celestial conversation about experiencing infertility, everything that comes with pregnancy and motherhood, and how to balance it all with our guest, Rosie Kong. Welcome listeners. Thank you for tuning back in today. And Rosie, thank you for joining in on this conversation. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Queen. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Let me just say, your smile is everything. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, I really admire you because your energy, your smile, you just carry something positive all the time. Like, how do you do that? <laughs> Thank you. I feel like it's kind of always who I've been. And I don't know, it's easier to go through life a little more positive than negative. Okay, that, yeah, I can totally agree. Yes. <laughs> even even through the hard times? Yeah, it's not easy. I will say that it's not easy to be positive. Um, but I found there's a lot more joy during the hard times if you choose to find it. So choose it. Like, oh my goodness, that is that makes so much sense because listen, you are what you think. You know, you become what you think, literally. So if you continue to think positive and do positive despite what's going on, then the outcome hopefully should be positive, right? Yes. Yeah. It's. Uh, I 100% believe like what you put out is what you're going to get back. Well, you always put in a positive energy. So every, (laughs) Rosie, just introduce yourself for everyone who's listening. Okay. Hi, I'm Rosie Kong. Um, I'm an entrepreneur, a mom, a wife, a woman who likes to speak her truth. (laughs) Speaking your truth. Oh my goodness. (laughs) That is amazing. Yes. We tend to hold back a lot of the times because we feel judged, but it's really important to speak our truth. It's true. I feel like there's more of us feeling the exact same things than not. And yeah, yeah. So we should all just talk about it. I know, right? Yeah. I know, but you see, I think we don't know this because there's not a lot of us speaking our truth. Not everybody want to speak out about it, you know? No, it's true. I felt the same way about a lot of things where I'm like, I'm just not going to say anything. But then someone else has said it and we've connected and I felt so seen and heard by what they've said. Yeah, it's so cool because now I can just, I know, okay, because of our conversation, I can reach out to Rosie about entrepreneurship um, and certain questions because you are um, a mom a wife and you go through that so i'm like if i'm struggling with some i could reach out to you about it because i know you literally on the same journey Mm -hmm. and i think it makes like great connections you know like we're seeing each other and so having someone else speak out makes you feel seen and heard because you're not the only one feeling that way and i feel like i've met a lot a lot of other like mothers and not just mothers women entrepreneurs even you queen i feel like we've said things that have really touched each other and then it builds connections with us as women that connect us all together exactly like with everything you said just now with like um you being a wife a mom an entrepreneur like everything in one like 
if motherhood had a theme song, what would it be and why? Ooh, that is a really good question. Probably. Hmm. Oh, this is a hard one because I'm trying to think of like, what would it be? Maybe fight song by that girl, like Rachel, what's her face? You know, that it's like, this is my fight song. Take back my life song. Um, this is my fight. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, I think that's the song for motherhood because sometimes it feels like we're really like trudging and fighting you know, to be a good mom or to battle postpartum depression or to battle stigmas or to battle mom guilt. Um, but that we get to control who we are as mothers. And there's so much joy and euphoria in our motherhood, which I feel like that song really like crescendos into at the end, because it's like, it's a beautiful thing. Motherhood is hard and it's nitty and it's gritty, but it's beautiful and it's gentle and it's delicate. And I feel like that song encompasses both of those things and that it's not easy. I, I don't know the entire song, but I know the song you're talking about. And I'm going to go and listen to it <laughs> because I have to. Um, but I, I totally agree. Like I said, motherhood, it's a beautiful thing, but there is a lot of things that come with it. And I think mm -hmm. it's good to just embrace it embrace it like okay this is motherhood mm -hmm. like there's nothing more to it like this we have to go through it there's nothing there's no other way mm -hmm. around it it's, uh, it's yeah. just through it right no and so we have to go through it and yeah a lot of people don't understand how deep it is when it's not just when people say oh motherhood mm -hmm. we tend to look over it and when we really like dial down like mm -hmm. you talk about you said postpartum well one pregnancy postpartum mm -hmm. and not just the regular postpartum people experience postpartum depression anxiety like all these things so tell me how was your journey mm -hmm. becoming a mom um my pregnancy was a surprise a really good surprise i had for <laughs> i had fertility issues for like two years we had done fertility treatments um and it caused me to like gain weight lose weight lose hair grow a lot of hair, it like caused a lot of issues with my body, which was really scary. And then my doctor was like, let's take a break. We've been doing this for a long time. And then I was pregnant and just like naturally after all those treatments, you know? Um, and that was really hard to try and become a mom. And then suddenly I was a mom and my pregnancy was really um, beautiful, but it was like, it felt like it was like a, a wind up to what motherhood was going to be that there was like, I was really sick in the beginning of my pregnancy and that was really hard. It made me feel really sad. I felt like I couldn't eat anything because nothing sounded good and I was always sick. Um, and then once we moved past that, it was like, I was really busy with a lot of the stuff I was doing with being an entrepreneur. And so I didn't feel like I could rest as much because I wanted to accomplish so much before the baby came. And so I was always tired. It was, it was hard, but it was transformative in the way that it prepared me to be a mom. Um, because I guess I thought like, I'll just be pregnant and I can do whatever, like I can just keep doing what I want to do and nothing can right. stop me. But like, I had to learn, um, being a mom is like the ocean. If you go swimming in the ocean and you swim against the waves, it's harder and it's aggravating and it's exhausting. But if you let the waves carry you and you follow through with them, it's less hard. It's, it pulls it pushes and pulls you. And I felt like that's how pregnancy was for me. 
is that I had to learn to go with the flow of, okay, I'm a mom. So, you know, I need to, I need to draw back on this thing, or I need to communicate when I need more help that I'm not superwoman and I can't do everything like I could before I was pregnant, even though I'm still a very capable person. And then, and then I, I feel like it really prepared me for being an actual mom. Once my baby came Earthside, she, it just prepared me because being a mom does not mean you get to just set the rules and control everything. You have to follow the ebb and flow of your child. Like, you know, tonight my baby's going to sleep the whole night through. Tomorrow my baby's not going to sleep. And we're going to wake up 500 times and she's going to need me to rock her and love her and see her where she's at. And I can't resist it. I need to, I can't be like, well, you should be sleeping, you know? Um, And so I felt like pregnancy was really good about teaching me to surrender to motherhood and not resist what it's going to make me become and not resist what it's needing me to do. I love that. Just pregnancy help you to surrender to motherhood. Like I've never heard that before. I always say accept your season, like accept, accept the season you are in. But this surrender to motherhood and like you said it would make life so much easier i had no idea you guys struggle with infertility and the entire process because for me i i mean we couldn't get pregnant at the beginning and for a couple months and it was hard mentally it was so hard on me and i think that is when i realized my mental health was decreasing and I feel like that is where everything starts. And so I want you to take me back to that. Um, how was that for you and your husband and just your family in general? Mm-hmm. It was really, yeah, it's something I don't talk about a lot very often, but it was it's a really big part of our journey of becoming parents. Um, first off, it felt really like uh, debilitating almost that it was like the one thing I want, like, I want to get pregnant. I want to have a family and everyone else around me is getting pregnant. And um, that really hurt, but I had to learn that someone else's gain is not my loss. Um, And that was a really good lesson it taught me. I think it really helped my husband and I to cling to one another during it because it made us come to grasp with what if we ever, what if we never can get pregnant? What if we never have children? Like, not that that was like, what where we were at our doctor was like there are plenty of options we can keep trying but I think it definitely um it had me focus more on my relationship with my husband a little bit more and communication about Mm -hmm. mental health because you're right like I struggled with my mental health and of course all of the different medications I was taking to try and help me ovulate or whatever everything I was doing was of course messing with my hormones which of course makes mental health even harder. Um, But I thought, I think it really helped me to um, be really aware of where I am and to communicate to my husband where I was um, because I wasn't very good at that sometimes about admitting that like, you know, I feel really anxious about this or I feel overwhelmed or I feel kind of depressed that, you know, our friends announced that they're pregnant and we're not and I've been trying and we're trying so hard to do all the things to get us in that point. Um, But I think it it strengthened our marriage and it strengthened me. I feel like it made me feel more resilient um, that everything is in a certain timing because there were important lessons I really needed to learn before we had a baby to make me the kind of mom I am today. 
So that <laughs> that's mostly the experience. No, and I am happy you share this. And for persons who, because we there's a lot of people struggling in silence. People who we, who probably close up who we know, and we don't realize that this is something that they are struggling with, and they are they're battling with this every single day. And what what advice would you give to them to push through that? getting pregnant or getting not not getting pregnant either way does not change your value as a person or as a woman that you are not defined by this you can be a mom in so many different ways you can be a mother to your nieces and nephews you can be a mother figure to friends who are struggling you can be a mother figure to your coworkers. um you can still choose to be nurturing and loving and find fulfillment in your life but that you are not defined or tarnished by whether or not you can have children. Thank you so much. That really means a lot because I really needed somebody to say, um, say that to me when I was struggling and I really felt like I was going through it alone. And a lot of the times, sometimes we so focus on us, we don't realize our husband is going through it as well too, you know. And so I, I really appreciate what you said and especially how that period bring you guys together. And it literally prepared you for your beautiful baby. Like, like looking back now, you can look back and be like, oh my goodness, yes. You know, this is something that we needed to go through. Mm-hmm. Which is hard to admit because in the midst of it, I was like, why is this happening to me? But it, vision is twenty twenty. I can see everything clearly now that I'm out of it. But so I'm not expecting anyone to be like, I'm struggling with infertility, but that's okay. But it's okay. It's going to teach you something or it's going to strengthen your marriage or it's going to prepare you to be the person you need to or want to be. I think um, going back to what you said earlier on is that we decide um, if if this situation can um, either cripple us or it can propel us to do something even greater. Um, I think just understanding that you you decide like you choose and so and like i said it's hard in the moment of course but just knowing that you control it in a sense where how you feel and what become of it despite the outcome whether um you get pregnant or you didn't get pregnant or whatever the case might be um you can choose yeah yeah choice is so important it affects literally how every outcome comes in your life, at least in my opinion, because you, there, you don't get to control anything. Honestly, everything around us is out of our control except for ourselves and our choices. Yep, exactly. And thank you for sharing that. Like, it, I, like I said, I had no idea. And I, I, I am grateful that you shared that because I know it would help someone listening out there who facing the same struggles. And you said... Like with going through all of these things, like you had um, in the beginning, um, you were juggling, trying to get pregnant and managing your business after becoming pregnant. Like how did you balance all of this? Schedule. Like it's important. <laughs> it's important to be organized. Um, I really struggled with that in the beginning of my pregnancy. Um, but then I realized that like, you have to have balance 
um, because my business started to really rev up right after I found out I was pregnant. Our storefront was opening. It was like all of this happened right after I found out I was pregnant. And that was really eye-opening to the fact that I needed to find balance in between my business and my personal life. Um, there was actually a point in my pregnancy where I got really sick for a couple of days and I was in a ton of pain. I think I was like six months pregnant, seven months pregnant. Um, and my midwife said like, Rosie, you need to slow down. If you don't, you're going to put yourself on bed rest because you're doing too much. Um, so I realized that like, there's an importance of schedule and there's an importance of scheduling rest for myself. Um, so I think that's mostly it. Um, and my husband is very organized and he, he really pushed me to be more organized about like, when am I in the store? When am I out of the store? You know, um, how's this going to look? How's that going to look? You know, just like he forced me to look at the big picture, which is something I don't really do well with my schedule. Like I can see like ideas in the future, but I'm not very good at being like, well, in eight months from now, I need to be waking up at 5 a.m. to do this thing or whatever. Um, but he's really good at kind of encouraging me to do that, which is, of course, the point of having a husband is to have them help you grow and you help them grow. Um, and I feel like he really helped me to grow into learning to balance, like scheduling time to rest, scheduling time to work, and then also um, being okay with what my schedule is and what I can get done and not like feeling guilt. Because as an entrepreneur, there's an endless to-do list. There is. It's endless. But you have to be okay with what you got done at the end of the day as long as you know you did your best. Endless, yeah. <laughs> I didn't realize how important schedule was until I actually started creating one. Because I think we look past it and we'd be like, okay, we could plan out the day in our head in a sense. Eh, we can do this, we can do that. But actually sitting down and putting the schedule together is two different things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And if you're listening and you're like me, who was like, oh, yeah, I have a schedule. I do this at this time. And you just kind of go off your head. No, no, no. That's not what we're talking about. <laughs> like, But that's literally what I did too, Queen. I'd be like, I know at this time yeah. I eat, this time I do this. And that really prepared me mm -hmm. for being a mom. Because if you're an entrepreneur and a mom, you really have you to have a have schedule. To. <laughs> like, there's no way around it. Either you do not get your work done or you do based on your schedule. Exactly. And, like, take me back to the days, especially now, right? Or even back then when you didn't plan properly. And you didn't get your work done. Um, and then, you're, of course, your kid take over the entire day, like... How did that impacted your life, your mental health, everything? It was really hard. Um, there was, once again, I didn't surrender to motherhood in some cases. Like, um, there was a day I was planning to go in the store um, and make, like, some TikToks and reels and posts, care for some of my plans, work on some things, pay some bills. Um, and my daughter was sick. Like, we got to the store, and she had kind of been a little bit puny, but we got there of course in the like craziness of getting all of us out the door and I realized she had a fever and she was coughing and her nose was running and it like it like snowballed really quickly it was like she was fine that morning and then like within an hour of us getting there she was just like super clingy sad so I knew we had to go home like there's no way I can run this store yeah. and give her the proper attention she needed 
and then she needed it the whole day. She only wanted to sleep on me. I think she was like three months old when this happened. Um, she wanted to sleep on me all day. She was really sensitive and it completely took over my day. Like I didn't get anything done and I felt like a failure. Um, and I fell behind in my work. Um, and that made me feel stressed because I was tired from caring for a baby all day. By the time my husband came home, I didn't want to go do my work and I didn't and I fell behind in some of my work and then it resulted in me having to work overtime and some late nights um but I will say this there are plenty of times where I got my work done and there were plenty of times I didn't get my work done um and that was really hard because sometimes it would affect the way like the business was doing that week it would affect our social media it would affect the income it would affect a lot of things um but I had to keep reminding myself that my child was my number one priority and that mm -hmm. the consequences of what happened from me failing to get my work done is just my consequences alone. Um, right. And sometimes my husband was really nice and would be like, cut yourself a break. Like, you couldn't control what happened. Um, but I think it definitely taught me that if you want to see results, there's a will, there's a way and sometimes it's not going to be easy and sometimes it's going to require you working after your baby goes to sleep and then get and then you know you work for three hours and when you want to go to bed your baby wakes up and you have to go do a feeding and you're going to be up for another hour and so there are going to be days where you get three hours of sleep and you still are being called on to work hard and that's okay and it's also okay to say, I'm running on three hours of sleep. I'm going to rest. Um, it's just like such a fine line between working hard and burning yourself out. Right. And there's like consequences to both sides. There are plenty of times where mm -hmm. I'm like, we had issues at the business because I didn't just trudge through. And then there were times where I trudged through and it worked out okay and then there were times where I trudged through and I burned myself out and it was hard on my family and it was hard on me as a mom um so it's just like it's hard no one said it was going to be easy and every exactly. situation is different and you have to have the grace to go through the situation and learn what you need to learn whether it's learning to be relaxed whether it's learning to take a breath or sometimes it's learning that you know I slacked off and I have to bear the consequences of me not getting this one thing done. Yeah, not so true because it's a lot, Rosie. It's oh, on the days and it really being an entrepreneur and being a mom and a wife and having to juggle and balance all these different things. Like you said, it get overwhelming sometimes. And when one aspect not going good, like it affects every other uh -huh. aspect of your life. And so now you have to sometimes step back because sometimes when I don't get this stuff done, I tend to be more irritated with my baby boy, with my husband. And I'm, I know it's not their fault. It's just that I, I didn't get it done and I'm so frustrated and it's just easy for me to tick, mm -hmm. you know? And so... I had to realize, like I say, create that balance and create that schedule. And even though 
you create these schedules, sometimes it doesn't always work out because that is oh, motherhood. <laughs> it really is. It's like make a schedule and throw it out the window because your baby's not going to fall I, I know, right? <laughs> yeah. And so for me, one thing that has been working for me was like is waking up before my my household mm-hmm. to get stuff done like at least two hours before just to pull back into myself mm-hmm. because i am with baby boy 24 7 and then when yeah. i'm not with baby boy i'm wanted by someone else uh-huh. Your <laughs> yeah. Yes. it's yeah exactly so it's like ooh, when do i have time for me mm-hmm. like for me myself and i realized that is where scheduling coming guy like it is so important whatever you're doing like whether you're trying to learn a new you discover a new self um head into entrepreneurship whatever it is you decide to do just know it's not going to be easy and you're going to take sacrifice as rosie said surrendering to motherhood like accepted the season you're in also know that this wouldn't always be a situation mm-hmm. like i had to remind myself you know baby boy wouldn't always be six months he wouldn't always be a year he wouldn't always be two years he's gonna you know grow up and of course different problems <laughs> but it wouldn't always be like this mm-hmm. and um yeah when i actually made that schedule and sticked it i realized my mental health was so much better i completely agree i i for a while was doing i've fallen out of practice with the new year because we got sick like 12 times already this year it feels like i know right (laughs) so there's been a lot of sleeping um but i found that there was a lot more patience in my heart for my family and for my situations and for everything when i woke up early and i took time to you know meditate journal work out be ready just like physically getting ready before my child comes in and acts crazy yeah Mm -hmm. it makes all the difference on my day no matter what happens with the day i feel more centered in being like it's okay Mm -hmm. yeah taking a step i know you could breathe um that is that is something that i have done and it has changed everything and i know it's hard like some days you the alarm go off and you you want to go back to sleep but the reality of it sometimes i go back to sleep and i get up and i still i'm still tired so Mm -hmm. where was it what was the point like what was the point of me taking that extra hour and a half (laughs) where i feel like guilty i'll be like yeah i could have gotten all this done i could have taken care of myself but because i chose to sleep and wake up still tired Mm -hmm. my day now feels like it started more roughly than normal Yes, no, I completely agree. I feel like it's a lesson I keep learning. Literally today, I turned <laughs> off my alarm when it went off, and I slept in, and I regretted it. Like I got up still before my daughter did, but I still was like, oh, I missed out on this opportunity. So mm-hmm. I'm still messing up at that. But it, it's so important to have mother time. That isn't you being a mom or a wife. It's not even mother time. It's just like woman time, you time. Yeah, and like rosy time. Yeah. Like honestly, and it's, <laughs> it's rosy time. Yeah, literally. And it's, <laughs> and it's not only important, and it's not selfish. It's refilling your cup because if your cup is empty, you can't keep pouring into everyone else's. I know, and I think we we say it, but sometimes we don't do it. We need to do the things that would pour back into our cup, and it might look differently for everyone. 
and I am I cannot stress enough a lot of the times we push um, self-care you know mm -hmm. we talk about self-care and I think a lot of people misinterpret what it actually means because self-care is not just going to get your hair done mm -hmm. which is good that's nice it, it is nice <laughs> it's nice right but there's so much more to self-care I call it self-love mm -hmm. like it's deeper than getting my hair like the physical aspect mm -hmm. um for me so if you're getting your hair done or if you're getting your nails done like are you just scrolling on tiktok let like yeah. you're going to do your feet are you just scrolling on tiktok literally you know social media or did you carry a book mm -hmm. that would help you to be a better person yeah you know what i mean and that is what i consider self-care like you nourishing yourself to become mm -hmm. Whoever the Lord's want, the Lord wanted to become. Yeah, or even know? taking the time to really sit with yourself. This is something I'm very bad at, but I've been trying to do better of setting aside time to really sit and think about who I am and who I want to mm -hmm. become and the things I want to change about myself or the things I need to change about myself. Um, because I do feel like we're in such like a fast-paced mode as moms. We're so focused on our kids. And when they go to bed, we're focused on our husbands and cleaning up the house. So our house isn't a mess the next morning. Um, right. And then we are really focused on, like, all these different things. And, you know, we get a spare moment, let's watch some TV. Or we have a spare moment, let's let's scroll on TikTok. Yeah. But none of those things are allowing us to stop and sit in our emotions of, you know what, maybe I didn't process this thing today as well as I should have with my daughter. I should have had more patience. Mm -hmm. Okay, instead of feeling a ton of mom guilt about it and feeling like a debilitating guilt, I'm going to think about what are the different things I can do. So like, um, and I don't do this much, but I'm trying to dedicate when I get ready every day to time to just like think of the things I need to do better as a mom or the things I need to do better in my marriage or just for me as a person. Um, my daughter's been having tantrum issues. Like we were having an issue where she was throwing tantrums and she was really upset and I was trying to reason with her. I was trying to talk to her. I was trying to, you know, I taught her to breathe a long time ago. I was really, I pushed that from very young. So she knows when I yeah. say breathe, she'll take a deep breath, but then she'll still like throw her tantrum. Um, so the breath kind of helps, but sometimes it doesn't. <laughs> and yeah. I was getting ready and a thought came to my mind that I should stop trying to stop the tantrums. And instead I should sit in the emotion with her. So mm -hmm. instead of being like, hey, like, don't punch the pillow or hey don't throw yourself on the ground it's like okay if that's what you need to do to process that emotion great i will sit with you you can't hurt anyone no throwing toys at anyone no hurting anyone but if you need me to sit here with you and be with you while you feel this okay and it made all the difference with her tantrums and i even started offering when she would like get really upset and walking around and crying i would say do you really need a hug and she'd run up and hug me and 90% of the tantrum would just go away. Yeah. And so, um, is, yeah, sorry. <laughs> and no, you're all good. So I was just going to say that thought would have never occurred to me if I hadn't been, you know, sitting, not sitting, standing in my bathroom, getting ready, taking the time to really think. And not that all of your self-love time should be dedicated to thinking about how to help other people, but just taking the time to think. I don't do it all the time, but every time I do it, it always has a great impact on me and my family. Yes. And let me just say, 
you decide what you need to do to fill your cup. Mm -hmm. It might look different for Rosie. It will look different for me. And it will definitely look different for you. This morning, um, baby boy got dropped off the day daycare, which is... <laughs> Thank you, Jesus, nice. because <laughs> he don't he doesn't go every day, but on the days that he well, he have to go two days, mm -hmm. and um, I was like, okay, I know I have this interview, I know I have this interview, I have a lot of things to do, and I need to focus on me because I'm like, this is the time I'm gonna focus on me, I'm gonna mm -hmm. pull back into myself, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do some self care and self love, you mm -hmm. understand, and. One thing, uh, as I dropped baby boy off, the thought came to mind. Um, you need to reach out to other moms. And uh, find, like, re just reach out to other moms. Mm -hmm. There were two options where I go over to them and help them with anything that they need help with. Mm -hmm. um, or, I was like, okay, I have a big belly. That might be the best option, you know. <laughs> mm -hmm. And so I was like, another thought came to mind you can invite them over and make breakfast for them rosie this morning after dropping baby boy off i head to the store i bought whatever i need to buy and i did send out a message and two moms um they came over and i, I cooked for them i made breakfast for them and mm -hmm. it fulfilled me like mm -hmm. it gave like that pour back into my cup like serving others that's one way that I pour back into my cup. Mm -hmm. It have other ways as well. And one mom say, you know, this morning I was so busy I didn't make breakfast. <laughs> That's so sweet, Queen. And it's true. There, there are hundreds of times where I have not had breakfast um, because the day has gotten too crazy. I'm sure they appreciate it, and I'm sure it just feels nice to connect with other people too. That fills your cup yeah. too. It's just to it's, yeah. be there for other people exactly so you decide whatever it is on different days it might be different things it might mm -hmm. need different things on different days and that's okay today was just one of those days where i just wanted to give back and of course i did but also just being here talking to you um speaking our truth sharing this mm -hmm. so that it can help other like it can help other moms this is going back into my cup. Me too. Like, literally. <laughs> I know you said that you were nervous, and I was nervous too. But I've been looking forward to this for the past couple of days because last time you and I talked on the phone, that was like the highlight of my day. Not that I don't love my family. They're great. I love them so much. <laughs> but it, yeah. it's, I love talking to you, Colleen. I've always loved talking to you. I wish you lived closer. Um, I know. <laughs> but... Um, it's so true. Sometimes, like, filling your cup is being alone and thinking, and sometimes it's not, like, um, like this. This is making me feel so happy discussing and talking and sharing, like we did last time we were on the phone. Yeah. And so, I, yeah, speaking of truth is definitely up there. I am so grateful for this conversation. Like, what's one piece of advice you wish you had received when you become a first-time mom? That's a really good question. There's hundreds of ideas that are popping in, but like what's the main overarching theme? I wish I knew. I think uh, the overarching thing that I wish I heard is do what you need to do to be the best mom and wife you can be. Mm -hmm. um, put your, like set yourself up for success. Um, I felt right. like right after I gave birth, everyone was like, sleep when the baby's sleeping. and. I get why they say that because you're exhausted 
but at the same time, like that was really hard for me because I'm I'm a busy body. I like to be getting things mm-hmm. done, and I struggled with that. And then um, just also balancing being an entrepreneur and a mom was trial by fire a little bit. <laughs> and <laughs> I sometimes feel like I didn't set myself up for success to be the best mom or wife or entrepreneur I could be because I didn't always know all the things I know now. Um, but do the things you need to do to set yourself up for success. And if you don't succeed, try again. I know that's so silly, but it's like, I don't know if you've experienced this. I feel like debilitating guilt after having a kid about like, did I do enough for my family? Did I, did I do enough for my daughter? Did I make it a meaningful and good day for her? Was I intentional with our interactions and our playing? Um, did I put work above her or did I let my work fall? And it made me stressed. And I, like you've said, it makes me more snappy. Um, and so just make sure make your cup is full, but do what you need to do to make yourself be the best mom you can be. Yeah. And listen, I don't judge other moms for doing something different yes. than you do. Okay. Literally. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> like, uh, we are all different. We have different family dynamics. We pursue in different things in life. Um, we have different background, culture-wise, cultural, like just, just our culture might be different. Like how mm-hmm. uh, me and Rosie grew up, very different culture. Yes. Yes. And I only know that because my husband grew up in the same country as you. Right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. And so... Sometimes I, that was one thing that I, I did cause I judged myself because I am from the Caribbean. And so sometimes the Caribbean would come out mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's not all bad, but then I'm looking at these moms that had, that was brought up totally different and I'm like, Oh, what am I doing wrong? Like, you know, mm-hmm. but then I realized, girl, you're not doing anything wrong. Literally, literally. <laughs> I I felt so much mom guilt about being a mom who works, like being an entrepreneur. I felt a mm-hmm. lot of guilt about it because I saw a lot of other moms around me who were completely stay-at-home moms or they had like their own side hustles at home or whatever it was. Um, but I would feel judged at times when we'd go to like play dates and the moms would be like, oh, like, well, I, and this is not any shade on them, like no shade on anyone. Um, but it made me feel judged when they would like make comments about me working or being like, well, I put my kid first and it's like, I put my kid first too, but I also have other things like, and we're different people. And so I completely agree. Like, don't judge any other mom. They're doing the best they can. And also this is something I've learned. You are the only person who can be the best mom for your child. They are 50% Mm -hmm. you. And I see that in my daughter every day with different things she does. And then she's 50% my husband. And I see that with, like, things that she does just <laughs> like him. And then, yeah. And then she's also her own personality that's completely different. Exactly. And that's perfect and that's great. But also, I'm the person who loves her. Me and my husband love her so much more. No offense, Queen. I love your son, but he's not my son. <laughs> and Right? And so because of that, we are the only people equipped really truly to be the best parent for our child of course there are outliers in that in that statement of course yes yes like but i'm sure they're not listening to this podcast um (laughs) but what i'm saying with that is so don't judge someone else is mothering their child in exactly the way they should be and they need to be or that they think is best exactly and um 
so much thing went through my mind when you said that because that is one thing I had to realize because I judged before becoming a mom. Like Me I was too. outside and I judged. And after becoming a mom, I was like, oh my goodness. I take back everything I said. <laughs> and I never judge mom mm-hmm. whether they decide they are working because mm-hmm. there are some moms that just have to work and that's just it. Like they mm-hmm. don't have a choice. They have to work. And then they have our moms who can be home and the husband can take care of everything and be because of the mm-hmm. the dynamics it works it works just fine like mm-hmm. all you could do is just mom but that's not who i am i have things i need to get done so um yes being a mom is is like my top priority but also um who is queen like i had an identity before becoming a mom mm-hmm. and that's what people don't understand and um i just want to know like you are an entrepreneur mm-hmm. And um, sometimes you have to make tough decisions. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you feel like you are neglecting your child mm-hmm. when you're not. Yeah. You know, because of that, just society and that mom guilt and everything. But how do you um, balance that? For Especially for what advice you have for moms who are on the same journey, mm-hmm. who feel who who is feeling the same way. And it could be a working mom who going out and doing a nine to five, mm-hmm. you know. And coming back home and, and, and... Um, I guess the thing I would say is uh, whether you're a stay-at-home mom or you're a working mom, the way I found, like, solace in the fact that, like, I'm mm-hmm. doing the best I can for my child um, every single day is that I made sure my time with my child was intentional mm-hmm. so that it's not just, like, go play with your toys. I just got home from working four hours and you were with me and, you know... Um, so that was kind of a nightmare. Um, and mommy might have lost her temper. <laughs> but yeah. but um, that I would schedule times in the day that were like, mommy and Coco, we are going to play. And mommy is going to be yeah. no phone, no distractions, not cooking dinner, not cleaning. I am 100% in. And so, um, like, that's one way to kind of balance, I don't know, maybe feeling that mom guilt. That's how I balanced yeah. it by knowing that even though I didn't play with Coco for 15 hours that day, she and I had Mm -hmm. four or five really good hours broken up throughout the day where she Mm -hmm. had my undivided attention, where I taught her things, where we played, where she got to control what we did. Um, Right. And maybe you only can give your kid three hours. Maybe you only can give them two. As long as you're being intentional with your time with your child, not not shade to any stay-at-home moms because I'm also a stay-at-home mom since I sold my business, but sometimes it can be easy as a stay-at-home mom not to make it an in, like intentional time with your child where it's like you're driving yeah. me nuts. We've been together for eighty-six hours straight together. Um, yeah, but that it's like whether you're a stay-at-home mom or you're a working mom, as long as you're just giving some attend like intentional attention to your child, you're a great mom. And a schedule, once again, super important. And um, I will say this. My postpartum recovery was hard. There was there was things I struggled with with my mental health. There were things I had to learn as a mom, um, being an entrepreneur and a mom trial by fire. Like I said before, it was hard. Yeah. Um, but the greatest thing I learned is I enjoyed having a piece of myself outside of being a mom and being a wife. And I really think 
that it played a really big part in me not struggling as much mentally as I think I could have with like postpartum depression and anxiety. That I had something I was working towards outside of myself, even on the days when I didn't want to get out of bed. Um, Even though like I will always get out of bed for my daughter, she will always be my first choice and the reason I get out of bed the days I don't want to. Um, it helped me not to feel so lost in motherhood or so lost in life and the recovery. Um, and so whether it's like you're a stay-at-home mom and you don't have a business, then have a hobby. Have something outside of your child. I really think that helps all moms. Rosie, that is the one thing that pushed me out of my post. Help me. It propelled me out of my postpartum depression and anxiety mm-hmm. and all these panic attacks that I was having. It was so crazy. But knowing that I know that who is queen? Not queen as a mom, not queen as a wife. Like queen, queen. Mm-hmm. Like I, I wanted something more. And to some people, motherhood is all they need. And that's, that's great for you. But for others... I I need something else. And even if motherhood is all there is for you, I just want to say this. If someone's listening and that's how they feel, it's also okay to have a hobby. You don't have to to be an entrepreneur, but maybe you... You don't. Maybe you want to learn a new hobby like to sew and you want to sew all your own clothes or you want to learn how to make sourdough or whatever it is. But like, oh, nice. Solid. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's nice to have something outside of motherhood, whether it's work or not. But I think it's like mm-hmm. so important with the balance of being a mom. And I hope I answered your question about like intentional. No, you did. Okay. You did because it makes so much sense. Like, have something outside mm-hmm. other than being a mom. Mm-hmm. Like Rosie said, would I be a hobby or on your journey of rediscovering who you are? And also, because when you become a mom, you stop doing a lot of things that brought joy to you mm-hmm. in the first place, right? And you just become, you're just so consumed mm-hmm. with everything into motherhood and just being a wife that you forget about the stuff that once made you happy. Mm-hmm. So think back, as Rosie said, she journal. So think back about those things like, okay, before becoming a mom, what are some things that I did that made me happy? Or you Maybe it was going on a walk. Yeah. <laughs> you like to go on a walk and take that time off. That can be your self-care, self-love time where you just say, all right, I need this time for myself. If you have to carry your baby, go ahead. But mm-hmm. if you don't have to, take that time for yourself. When I be 30 minutes, I need this walk. Mm-hmm. You go, enjoy nature, just talk. I'm going to say talk to yourself. But you know what I mean. Um, And another option too is like you could integrate it into motherhood. Like I used to love embroidering. Um, Mm -hmm. Like I'm not good at it. I just enjoy doing it. (laughs) I'm not going to claim I'm like really good at it. Um, And recently I had an idea. My daughter, she loves necklaces. But like, you know, necklaces are dangerous for little toddlers. Um, Mm -hmm. She loves her accessories. So I got a whole bunch of scrap fabric and I'm making like, I'm braiding necklaces out of it and I'm embroidering them. So she has these cute little Mm -hmm. necklaces that are safer for her and they're kind of big and chunky. Um, But that's how I integrated something into motherhood that I used to love. Um, Yeah. So you can do that too. Like there are countless options. Nothing is set in stone. And they're like, this is something my husband's always taught me and because he's great is that you have countless options and just because you haven't seen it done before doesn't mean you can't do it. 
or right. doesn't mean that it's not possible. Um, and I will say this too. I think some of the best parts of my day, besides talking to you, Queen, um, is <laughs> playing with my kid intentionally. Like, I think that's helped me a lot as a mom and with the mental toll it can sometimes take is instead of, like, begrudgingly, like, taking care of this child that's tantruming and doesn't want to eat anything you made them and um, decided to take all of the Tupperware out of the cabinet or whatever, it also helps to realign you as a mom and remind you why you're doing all of this. Because sometimes mm-hmm. I feel like that can get hard to see. Maybe it's just me. But I feel like I lose sight no, of that sometimes. It's not just you. <laughs> I, I feel like I lose sight of that sometimes with the trudging through the hard stuff with a kid. Um, so I think those are, like, really good options to do with motherhood. You know, it's playing or, you know, embroidering or whatever, having a hobby, working. Yeah. But there's, like, there's countless options. There, there is and you decide and that's a good thing you decide and on this journey you can try something you don't like it you can try something else because you're discovering yeah. you're, you're trying to figure it out and that's okay you know like it's okay mm-hmm. i have tried so many different things on this journey and realized you know what's crazy each of the things that i've tried i have taken some skill or some knowledge and move on like, it has helped me in some way or the other. Even though I'm not doing it now, like, actively doing it, it has helped me. Like, I've gained some skill from it, and now I can move on. Mm-hmm. And it made me into a better me. And so, yeah. would I be five minutes or ten minutes? There's things that you can do that would create that bonding moment between you and your child even more. Even though it's five to ten minutes, and it's not an hour. Mm-hmm. So, if you can mm-hmm. do that ten minutes throughout the day that's fine like whatever you can give that's all that matters like as rosie say you know you are doing your best despite everything else that's going wrong here despite society despite what everybody's saying you know what you can give and what you can give is enough yeah it is enough. um one thing i've learned is kids do not have an expectation they didn't come earth side with an expectation of my mom is going to spend 12 hours a day looking me in the eyes playing games with me and having complete patience i know right no child came (laughs) no child came here thinking that which i'm so thankful because i don't i don't have that much patience sometimes it depends on the day yeah um but it's so true there were days when i was working in my store where there were days where i was like maybe we've had like two good hours of maybe me like spread out through the whole day Mm -hmm. if we add all the times i've played with her it's been two hours and and I really intentionally played with her and really done with her. Whatever you can give is enough. And you have to be comfortable and sit in that. Mm-hmm. And you can't constantly think, well, 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 well. No, there's no and ifs or buts. It happened how it happened. And your child still loves you. And exactly. they're, they're just thankful that they have a mom who loves them. Yeah. We are our biggest critics. And we are the ones that mm-hmm. keeping ourselves from progressing some, most of the times. Because our thoughts is the thing that is crippling us. No, nope, that's thoughts. so true. Yes. What you think is what you become. So if you keep thinking, oh, I'm a, I'm a bad mom, I'm a bad mom, child. Or, or whatever it is, whether it be in your business, or just the, the negative thoughts throughout the day, that is what you're breathing in, into your life. And so just change the way you start, just change the way you think. So instead of saying, I'm a bad mom, yeah, this wasn't the best choice. <laughs> But I would do better next time. You know, like, it's so different mm-hmm. to just, just change up the way we think and the words that come out of our mouth because it it, it really 
our tongue have a lot of power and our mind have a lot of power and we need to realize that it that is so true we have a lot of power of mm -hmm. how things turn out and as long as you're just taking mistakes as opportunities to change and grow yeah. that's all that's needed and this is this is something i've had to learn as a mom and as an entrepreneur no one is going to be able to decide whether or not you've been successful in your business in your career in your family with your child no one gets to decide that for you you are the only deciding factor so my husband whether or not he thinks i'm a good mom which he does because he's told me it should not matter to me whether or not I think my child thinks I'm a good mom or not. That, like, I mean, when we're older, we'll have discussions about how she feels about me when she's a teenager. Right. Um, but right now, she's she's one. She can't say much. Um, but that I have to know who I am and be comfortable where I am and what I think of myself. Mm -hmm. So if you think you're a bad business owner, what's going to change your perspective? And this is actually something my husband taught. Once my, my husband's great. I love this guy. <laughs> he really taught me that because I struggled with feeling like a bad mom for a long time. And he was like, me telling you that you're a good mom isn't going to change that. Like, you have to know it for yourself. And you can't care so much about what other people might think. You know, because some days... Coco and I would roll up to the store in our, like I was in sweats and she was in a pair of jammies and it was what it was and, but we got there um, and there are days like that um, but only I can decide if I think I'm a good mom or a bad mom only I can think if I'm successful in a business or not um, or if I'm successful in my career am I where I want to be and if I'm not what am I willing to do to get to where I want to be but that that's okay because also this whole life is about progression. Yes. I didn't I didn't just have a baby and suddenly become a perfect mom. We're going to go through different cycles and things with Coco where there are going to be times where I'll say, oh, I could have done that better. Mm -hmm. Tomorrow, if this happens again, I'll try a little harder to right. do it a little better. Um, or, you know, this, this business venture didn't branch out exactly the way I wanted it to. But what did I learn from it? Um, where is it going to take me? Am I going to let this keep me down or am I willing to take that and try again? Mm -hmm. And so no one else is going to be able to dictate it, no matter how much your husband tells you you're a great mom or your kids or your friends tell you that you're great at business. You have to decide for yourself what you think of yourself, and then you have to hold true to that. And I totally agree. Listen, today has been so great i am so grateful for this conversation and it was something that was needed and for those of you who listen remember it is all up to you you have the power you hold the keys <laughs> to decide your future along with heavenly father allow him to guide you and direct you to become a better person because i don't know about you i couldn't do it alone like i couldn't do it alone so he is the one behind me pushing me to do everything and i'm allowing him to do it i'm allowing he him to mold me into the person i need to become you know to be a better wife a better mom a better entrepreneur just a better human being in general someone who strive to empower others someone who strive to speak positivity onto others into others as well and my take is be the best version of yourself and like as rosie said that's what she's working on if she don't like something and it needs to be changed okay what needs to be changed 
You decide what needs to be changed and you get to work. And that is how you're going to become whoever you need to become is by knowing the steps that you need to take mm -hmm. and actually taking these those steps. Thank you all for listening and remember to mind your space. <laughs>